And once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Fisherman's Five-Minute Look at the Book. But looking at the book of Luke, Luke chapter 23, going all the way down to verse 39. The book of Luke, Luke chapter 23, if you'd like to get a little head start. Hey, thank you for giving us now of your time and welcoming us into your home or wherever you're listening to our program from. A lot of people that have written or emailed uh, us uh, say they do so via their vehicle. They're going back and forth from work or travel and so forth. If you ever like to correspond with us, it's easy to do. It's just that F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries uh, International. The book of Luke, Luke chapter 23, get right on down to our verse. Verses, we have now the context. Our Savior's been crucified. He's hanging between two thieves. And it says, and one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. We know there's no help for this guy. If thou be Christ, oh, he's an unbeliever. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. If ever there's a passage of scripture, if ever there's a little story that magnifies the goodness and the grace of God, it would be this one right here. Some people have proposed a thought, is it possible to live a life of sin and get all the way down to the end of it? And then call out to God, and God have mercy. I'll be honest with you, I don't know the answer to that. But I, I have this story here. And here, we look at this man, and we see, we see his condition. We see his condition this week. We'll see his confession. We'll see his cry. And we'll see his comfort. What was this man's condition? Evidently, according to the passage, he's suffering for his own sins. Verse 40. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? All right. He'd been condemned, been condemned by the Roman government. Roman government had enough of them. Uh, they're described as being thieves. What? In the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 27, and the book of Mark, Mark chapter 15. Both of them thieves. In fact, in Matthew and Mark does not have the account that Luke has here. Seems as if both of them were railing on him, but something happens to one of them. And we read verse 40 down to verse 42. Something happened to this man suffering for his own sin. You know, sin's got a way of finally catching up with you. Oh, it may take the end of the road like it road like it did with this guy, but there's never a way to sin and get away with it. And even if you think you get away with it on this planet, oh, it's the wages of sin is death. You never get away with it in the hereafter. And if if anyone was undeserving of the least of the mercy of God, it would be this guy here. Probably he was a Gentile, a rebel sinner, outside of Christ, outside of the covenant hopelessly lost, bound with the cords of his own sin, and yet he has the nerve. Uh, he said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Is there any help from Jesus Christ? At the end of someone's life, someone would even throw it out. I have even heard this. Can you sow your wild oats and at the end of your life then turn to God and ask God for help? 
someone has said, well, possible but not probable. There was only one dying thief mentioned here, suffering for his own sin, unworthy of the least of mercy, and he's helpless to save himself, but somehow the goodness and the grace of God reaches out to him. Why? We're going to see tomorrow. He sees something that even the lost crowd does not see. He is seeing something that the other thief does not see. He's looking at the cross, not at the cross itself, like the like a crucifix, but the one on the cross. And as he looks at this one on the cross, he sees something we'll see tomorrow that no one else has seen. And he makes a confession that brings the grace and goodness of God to his door until tomorrow, the next time, Fisher Mon saying goodbye.